Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. There for that. Now to Trey Betty, brought oh, to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Now, good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Okay. Am I late? <laughs> Usually you have that Saracen on, so I've been... I've been checking in a little bit later. Oh, but he that. had Bet Sarrison on earlier because of the yeah. big story of the Alabama baseball coach being fired. Oh, uh, yeah. Over inappropriate, yeah. something inappropriate. Well, now, this, something wrong. this is from our Asher Record Service company on this particular sub- subject from Doug. He is saying Paul Feinbaum is reporting that they had Brad Bohannon phone number or name was on the betters phone at the time he was making the bet oh on their surveillance cameras. Wow. Uh, that's how that's how it came to light, huh? Wow. Wow. That's not that's not good. No. There's always a camera on you people. <laughs> Somebody's always watching. Somebody's watching, you're right. <laughs> I, I would say that Brad Bohannon will need to choose a new career. Yeah. And he will he will never coach again. No. No. Even if that if is the case. You can cheat. You can violate rules. You can get on the NCAA's five-year, you know, show cause. But with that one, he will never coach again. Yep. In any, not in college. Not, yeah. not in this country. Not in college, no. Not mm-hmm. at the collegiate level, especially. No. Because no. they're scared to death. You know, you think about this, and Trey, you can, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, they're scared to death of anything that could possibly alter a game with a player or a coach involved at the same time inviting gambling is now legal. And so the the pro sports are nervous about it. The NCAA is petrified over it. Am I correct? I think so. I mean – they don't you, you can't put it back <laughs> you know gambling uh, sports betting is legal and now i mean you have to be even more watchful of it because it's it's going to be more rampant everywhere i mean you're so and you got to you got to protect the integrity of, of the sport people once people think something is rigged they start losing interest in it you know yeah. so it's important well, for a lot of reasons they never proved without a shadow of doubt that all eight of those Chicago White Sox players participate in the scandal, but uh, Judge yeah. Landis got rid of all of them, regardless. Yeah. To, Including Shoeless Joe. Yeah, yeah. Who, didn't he, I mean, he put up, like, ridiculous numbers. Yeah, he hit 375 in the, in the in the World Series, and, uh, you know, he's a career, he had, what, the second or third highest batting average in Major League Baseball history. Mm. So, yeah. at any rate. And I guess the other, the other, Cheating scandal or gambling scandal, I guess, would be uh, the Pete Rose stuff. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. Um, well, hey, Kentucky basketball. The Alabama wide receiver recently. Yeah. Kentucky basketball in the, what was it, late 40s or early 50s. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they stopped playing for two years because mm-hmm. there was a, a gambling thing. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. I'll just share this story quickly because I don't want to waste Trey's time. 1981, Arkansas is playing in the Gator Bowl. North Carolina Fog Bowl, if those of you remember mm-hmm. that. Trey, you might be a little young to remember that. And uh, North Carolina was ahead 31-25 to 25 with just about a minute to go in the game. 
at that point, I wasn't doing radio. I was just sports information director. Went down. Uh, you know, we took the media in the dressing room. That's when things were more wide open. Trey, you would have loved that time. Uh, talked to all the players in the dressing room. North Carolina had uh, fourth down from its own two-yard line. Again, it's a six-point game. And uh, they snapped the ball to the punter who ran around in the end zone and then took a safety because they thought it would be safer to kick from the 20 than to maybe get a punt from it. That made the score 31-27. to 27. North Carolina fans started booing. It was, it, was, it was the obvious thing to do. They kicked. That was the final score. The point spread was four and a half. Hmm. So by making that decision, North Carolina probably ensured they would win the game, but their betters lost their money. That's the first time I was ever aware of people gambling on football games. Hmm. Because I, I was told, I said, what are their fans booing about? The point spread was four and a half. But a coach can't, he cannot make decisions based on what the point spreads are. You can't do that. You got to win the game, right? That is the idea to win the game, yes. Right. Yeah. All right, Trey, we have got David who is waiting to ask a question of you. David, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do. Uh, Trey, I've got a question about um, a boy from Moralton that went to North Carolina. Came back to Arkansas, uh, Jacoby Criswell. Is he? Did he go through spring practice? And how's he looking? Is he going to be the backup or push for uh, even playing time? And then talk about the quarterback position in general. Who do we have? Who's capable of coming in and winning a game uh, if uh, KJ goes down? And I'm gonna hang up and listen. I think we've got a new listener. We've certainly talked about Jacoby Criswell <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, yeah, he went through spring and uh, obviously transferred from North Carolina. He backed up Drake May there. I saw a mock draft that had Drake May as the number four overall pick. Um, and I've seen him you know, discuss as a possible one overall pick. So uh, he's played behind some good quarterbacks. Sam Howell's the other one who was drafted by Washington Commanders last year. Um, but, yeah, I think Criswell finally – Arkansas has a backup quarterback where you can really look at him and say, you know, that's probably the guy that's going to start when KJ's gone. And I think that's who he is. I think Arkansas can potentially win a game with him. You never know until the lights come on and it's game day for a quarterback. I mean, it's just it's such a difficult position to evaluate. But what you can measure with him, you know, is his throwing mechanics, his arm speed, you know, he can run. He's got good size. He's not a tall quarterback at 6'1", but he's 225, so he's, he's put together well. Um, those are things, you know, and his production in practice, you know, has been, I, I think it's been um, a real positive. So uh, I think Arkansas upgraded the position, adding Malachi Singleton as well to go with Jacoby Criswell, having Kate Fortin and K.J. Jefferson back. So I think the position is upgraded uh, from where it was last year. And the year before, plus, I mean, you know, KJ's a year older, so you would expect him to to be better too. That's something that I, you know, I've looked at a lot too. Like with with KJ, is he is he going to be better than he was last year? He might be, but it might not show. You know, he's got two new offensive tackles, so you know how how good is the offensive line going to be? The running backs should continue to give him, you know, a lot of belief. But again, their success depends on how good the offensive line is. And then a new cast of wide receivers, which I don't think is anything new to KJ. It doesn't mean that he's going to have success with these guys. It just 
means it's not new. The first year he was a starter, it was Traylon Burks, Tyson Morris were his top two guys. Last year it was Matt Landers, Jaden Hazelwood. This year it'll be two other guys. Kind of, you don't see that a whole lot with a quarterback who's a multi-year starter having to start over with new wide receivers every single year. Um, but if something happens where KJ had to come out of a game and he's had to come out of a game each of the last two years, then I think Jacoby Criswell is somebody you can feel good about going in. And I don't feel like that was the case last year. When Arkansas went to Mississippi State, I had very little, zero hope that Arkansas was going to pull that game off. Trey, what about Cade, uh, not Cade, um, Renfro? What about Renfro? Yeah. Is, is he done? No, he's still out there. He's He's got a knee brace on. You know, he tore his ACL again, too. Him and Dominic Johnson both have torn their ACL twice. Um, different ACLs, I believe, on both. Jeez. Yeah, tough tough break there. Uh, but, you know, he throws a really nice ball. That's I've always thought that he runs well. before. I only see him run before he had his uh, his ACL um, surgery, before he, he'd had those injuries. But he runs well. He throws the ball well. I mean, he was a scholarship quarterback at Ole Miss and is a walk-on at Arkansas. So that's a pretty good addition, no matter how you slice it. And, David, I would healthy. – I would tell you that if you are a subscriber to hogsports.com, today Trey had on the latest depth chart. Now, it's Trey's, not the University of Arkansas. It is Trey's. But uh, one thing that jumped out at me, Trey, and sometimes you can talk about it, but until you see it, and I know. Safeties. Well, not only that, but uh, the tight end position. There's three names. Now, Nathan Bax was was not on mine. I just did a three deep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I did Luke has um, Tyrus Washington and then Shamar Easter. So right. Just a projection where I think they'll, they'll where I think they'll be by game one. Okay. Uh, but if you were a subscriber at hogsports.com, you'd had all that information because Trey, after each position, he goes into a detail. He goes into detail telling you mm-hmm. what he's thinking and why certain things are the way that they are. So I'm just giving you a heads up on that. Um, uh, David, and um, you'll spend your money well. Uh, this also from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Jay says, with the portal entrance door closed, how long can Pittman and the staff afford to wait to bring in transfer players? Other than the offensive line transfer from Tulsa, are any visits currently planned? I don't, I don't see any visits planned. But, uh, yeah, they are at least uh, – Muskrat, uh, Jaden Muskrat was supposed to come in, I think, last weekend. Yes, correct. And uh, – but got sick. So that's why he didn't come in. But, um, no, I haven't seen just a whole lot of activity. And there's plenty of players in the transfer portal, and but you can't enter the transfer portal. The players that Arkansas has, you know, if they want to enter – if they want to, you know, leave the team, they'd just be leaving the team. They wouldn't be in any kind of – transfer portal or anything like that um so yeah they i mean they, i've got them with seven spots now that varquise gums is off the board i've got them with seven spots remaining um they need offensive linemen they need one offensive lineman for sure two would be great but they need one wide receiver i think they need one um tight end i think they need at least one and probably two but at least one and I, don't, I just don't see a whole lot of quality out there right now. 
Um, defensive tackle, I'd like to see him get one more. I think that that could happen for them with the, the uh, guy from Louisiana Tech. Um, linebacker, they're good now. They've done a great job at linebacker. They need two defensive backs, preferably safeties. I mean, you look at – did you look at the defensive backs? And we don't know what the status of Quincy McAdoo is. You know, hopefully he's okay. Um, but we don't know what his status is right now. Um, so I just – I had to move Lorando Johnson to safety just to feel a little bit better about it. Um, so they got to – they got to – They've got to find a say at least. They've got to find at least one safety who can come in and push for a starting job, and not just push. I feel like you feel a lot better about it if he won a starting job. I think Hudson Clark. I think they feel pretty good about him. Um, now, is he a superstar? No. Is he a capable SEC player? He is. He catches a lot of flack, um, but he's a capable player back there for him uh, at safety. Needs to add a little bit of weight. Put on 10 more pounds, I think. He'd probably be okay for run support. Uh, but they need one other guy. I just I don't know that, you know, Jaden Johnson or Malik Chavis, I don't know that they're the answer for them as a starter. You know, as a guy that plays and helps, sure. But as a starter, I just don't know. I trade this also from our Asher Record Service Company live feed. Feedback Savage says, Ask Trey what's going to make or break this team this year. Secondary. <laughs> I can repeat what I just said, but uh, I just feel like safety is a, is a bit of a, a weaker area for them right now. Um, and depending on the health of Quincy McAdoo, you know, I think they're going to be fine at cornerback. But, if you know, if, if McAdoo has, you know, long-term injuries or something, then uh, – you know, you you don't feel as comfortable moving a cornerback over to safety in that case. Um, so that's I, I think that's a big part of it. I think the offense is going to be fine. Um, I think the front seven is going to be fine on defense. I just I wonder a little bit about safety. You know, what if they have an injury or two or they get snake bit again back there? Uh, the other concern, I would say, is something that we finished the show up with yesterday, and that's the schedule. You know, playing your first four SEC games away from Fayetteville. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's Arkansas's fault. They scheduled the Texas A&M series. And they did that. Yeah. Well, it's finally going to be over, what, after next year? This is Arkansas's last year to host. Yeah, to host, right. A&M's got one yep. more. Right. Yep. Yep. So every other year you get, you get a tough schedule, a yep. tough home schedule because of that game. Well, but the SEC does the rest of the scheduling, and to have three yeah, more they SEC didn't do Arkansas games on any the road, favors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They knew they knew Arkansas was they knew Arkansas was going to Arlington. That's right, exactly. Yeah, they didn't do them any favors, but um, you know, which we did not elaborate on, Trey. But why Florida again? I feel like you know Mississippi State deals with the same thing with Georgia. They play them every time that there's you know. An altered schedule. This this time it just happens to come up because the schedule is like that. But when they, you know, had the COVID year, they put Florida on there. When Texas A&M and Missouri joined the SEC and they had to redo the schedule, they put Florida on there. And that's why, so that's why it's, you know, that's why you've played a couple of extra games there and, and why it, it adds up to four of the last five being in Gainesville. 
Well, pick on pick on Vanderbilt. Yeah, or for that matter, pick on Kentucky. There's there's probably some. I mean, Mississippi State's getting picked on. They're they're not getting any favors going to Georgia over and over no, again no. every time. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That'd be an interesting thing to find out what the other SEC schools, what alterations were made to their schedules when those events happened. Let's talk. And then this this upcoming event, I guess. Let's talk with Bart. Bart, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I do. Uh, Trey, uh, Drew Sanders was drafted uh, third round and saw an article that said that uh, he was the highest ranked, uh, I don't know if it was linebacker or defensive player. I think it was linebacker. Linebacker. Uh, yeah, for 16 years. And, um, and oh, really? I didn't you see know, that. Yeah. Yeah, 16 actually, years. And, actually, uh, longer than that. I think it dates to 2003. So, Well, even worse, Rick. Uh, so, right. my, my, I guess my point is, Arkansas, and Trey, I saw you list USA Today thing the other day about uh, you had, they had Arkansas eight preseason, and you kind of you said they weren't high on the hogs, you know, and I got to looking at that, and I mean, I feel like it's honestly pretty accurate or or even a little bit better if you look at the teams that are ranked ahead of them and below them. But I just think that um, no matter how good our coaching staff does, we're not producing NFL talent. Um, mm-hmm. They're not producing it at, at key positions like linebacker, defensive back, uh, defensive line. And it's hard. Yeah. I don't care how good these coaches are, man. I don't care how great they are. Nick Saban could be up there and bring all of his assistants with him. Um, they're 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 consistently recruiting uh, lower lower third of the of the of the league, and and that bears out in the record. And so, I don't see anything changing. Uh, there's not any studs, or I, w- I will say this: you don't see a roster full of NFL talent up there right now. Even these guys they signed at linebacker uh, that you know you mentioned. Uh, Hudson Clark. Yeah, Real you know, quick, I'm going to chime in, but yeah, you, but back in Thank the you, 90s, 2000s, Arkansas wasn't recruiting, you know, much differently on paper, but they had Henry Ford, Steve Conley, Junior Soley, Anthony Hicks, David Sanders. These are all guys that were drafted when we used to know was coach. Ryan Hale, Melvin Bradley, David Barrett, Kenoy Kennedy, Quentin Caver, Randy Garner. Remember those guys? Thank you, Dre. 